Good day and welcome to HCA Talks Health. I'm Zina LaRue, your host, and today I'm talking about stimulants and how they may be impacting your health. So I have to say that I find this topic quite funny, especially when I'm working with clients, because often in the first session with a client, I would let them fill out a short questionnaire. Um, and one of the questions in there is the question whether you feel you need tea, coffee, a cigarette or some, something sweet to get you going in the morning. And then often after a brief pause, the client would answer, you know, someone who does enjoy coffee first thing in the morning, they would tell me more or less in the same tone of voice. It's not that I need it. I just like it. So what they then often try to explain to me is that it's definitely not that they're addicted. You know, they're just coffee connoisseurs and they just really like the taste of coffee. And somehow they think that this makes a difference, but it doesn't. You know, the fact that you like a certain stimulant or you're a connoisseur or you'd like the taste, and that's the reason why you're having it several times a day, does not take away from the fact that it might be impacting your health in a less than ideal way. So as you might know, stimulants have become extremely common in today's world. Um, and I think that in many cases, people are not even aware of how it could be impacting their energy, their weight and their overall health. So what I would typically do when someone tells me that they don't need the coffee, they just like it, you know, definitely not addicted, <laughs> I would ask them to cut it out for a week or two. Now, if they're not addicted, then asking this of them won't be difficult at all. But if they shudder at the thought of a day or maybe a week without coffee or tea or sugar, you know, whatever the stimulant is that they're using, then that it could be that they have some level of addiction to the stimulant. And this can range from a mild addiction that you can live with quite happily to a major addiction that is running your life. So if it's easy enough to cut it out for a week or two, then you'll see what you might have been missing or how it has been impacting your health and energy levels. So often people don't even know what normal is supposed to feel like. They think that they are supposed to be tired, you know, or wired all the time. Come on, we're, we're living in a, in, a, in a modern world. It's the 21st century living. But I want to tell you that this is not normal, you know, and as soon as we give our bodies a break from some of these stimulants, then you get the chance to recalibrate what normal feels like. And obviously, the more the stimulants are impacting you, the greater the withdrawal effects are going to be, unfortunately. So just prepare yourself for this. But know that if you're making healthy choices around nutrition and making sure that you're getting enough energy nutrients, you can minimize the withdrawal symptoms quite a bit. And if it really is just about you liking the taste, you know, then enjoy it as a treat. Of course, do so. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have coffee ever. But enjoy it as a treat and not as a pick-me-up every day, several times a day often. That is where the big difference comes in. 
Okay, so, so far I've been referring to coffee, caffeine quite a bit, um, but stimulants do also include other things. So it's not just, you know, caffeine, which we find in monsters and Red Bulls and energy drinks. Also, we find it in chocolate. Um, tea could also be a stimulant, um, Coca-Cola, um, and of course, sugar. Um, but today we're going to talk mostly about caffeine um, in, in this podcast, but just so you are aware, it is much wider than that. Okay, so let's look at a few reasons why stimulants might be harmful. So I want to start out by giving you a bit of background info on how the body typically responds when it's stressed. So when we are experiencing stress, what happens is our adrenal glands release a combination of hormones, including cortisol and adrenaline. And one of the jobs of cortisol and adrenaline is to break down our stores of energy or stores of glucose, which is basically sugar, it's stored energy, and to then raise your blood sugar levels in order for you to deal with the apparent danger. So you have that extra energy available to you, right? Sugar is used as energy. The stored um, glucose is used as energy. So you have that extra energy available to you. So you can either run away from something that is causing you to, to panic or fight something. Right. So it basically taps into your energy reserves so you can get that instant fuel in case you need to run away from something. It's trying to kill you or maybe lift up a car when a kid is trapped underneath. You know, we've heard all of these wonderful stories of what is possible when someone has a lot of adrenaline pumping through their veins. You know, they often become superhuman. So this is lovely. This is a survival mechanism. We need our stress hormones. So. What does the whole caffeine debate have to do with stimulants? So unfortunately, they have the same effect. So stimulants also stir up our adrenaline as if we were in a stress situation, which then releases all that extra energy that you're supposed to use in a different way in the body. You know, ideally, we want to use that energy in a different way in the body. Um, And all of this happens only when you're drinking a cup of coffee. So if you're drinking five cups a day, you know, this is going to happen five times throughout the day. And it's going to use up all that energy stores in the body, energy that was supposed to be reserved for emergency situations, right? When you're really in a stressed state and you need to pick up that car, but also energy that could be used in other ways in the body, like just general maintenance and repair processes. So you can see how in the long term, this could really make you burn out and how it could negatively impact your health. So why caffeine tells your body to release adrenaline? Why does caffeine or coffee tell your body to release adrenaline? And this is because of the neural excitation it causes in the brain. So caffeine causes that neural excitation in the brain which the pituitary gland part of your brain perceives as an emergency. If there's neural excitation, then it must be an emergency. And that is why adrenaline is released when you drink coffee. So you can see how that extra energy that's liberated by the adrenal stimulation really comes at a price. And in the long term, you know, when all the excess is used for um, all the extra energy is just used every time you drink a coffee, this could impact your immune system. It can slow down your body's rate of repair. No, it could slow down your body's metabolism. 
So the cost of going into the stress survival mode frequently or for long periods, you know, is quite high. And this could even impact things like, you know, rapid aging, weight gain, greater risk of osteoporosis and degenerative disease. So eventually you will probably go into a state of exhaustion. It's almost like a car going too fast. It is going to break somewhere. So like I explained, stress hormones tends to release the stored energy so you can use it in order to survive, right? Running away, fighting and all of that. So if we are having a lot, lots of stimulants, it can also wreak havoc with our blood sugar levels because the stored energy is released into your bloodstream and it gives you that blood sugar spike. And we know that imbalanced blood sugar levels can cause many negative side effects. Things like storage of fat, once again, you know, inflammation, concentration dips, fatigue, you getting more cravings, etc. So there's so many things that could go wrong when our blood sugar levels are imbalanced. So if our blood sugar levels dip, so after we get a blood sugar spike, our blood sugar levels often dip afterwards, right? And once they dip, there are two ways to raise it again. One is to eat more sugar or carbohydrates because sugar and carbohydrates um, are the things that, that cause our blood sugar levels to rise again. And the other is to increase your levels of the stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol, because like I explained, it releases the stored energy. So even though you didn't eat anything, your blood sugar levels can raise when you are feeling stressed. And we can increase our stress hormones in two ways. The first one is to react stressfully, right? Just when these hormones are just released naturally because of a stressful situation or when you're consuming a stimulant, right? So yes, when we are consuming stimulants, adrenaline is released, but so is dopamine. So dopamine is our motivational hormone, the hormone that makes us feel more motivated. But the issue here, you know, nothing wrong with feeling more motivated, right? And that's why drinking that cup of coffee can help you to get through your day or help you to, you know, finish the project that you've been procrastinating for so long. But the issue here is that the more you use stimulants, the more the body will become insensitive to your own natural stimulants, your own dopamine and hormones that makes you feel motivated, right? So your body will actually have more difficulty to produce its own hormones without the stimulants intervention. So in some cases, it's even been shown that people who are dependent on stimulants to create these hormones don't tend to produce their own natural stress hormones when they're in an emergency situation even. Right, so their body does not release what is needed to get saved from the dangerous situation because it's so used to stimulants doing it for them. So it's almost like, you know, it's almost like a husband who's used to his wife always making him food. And the moment he's alone, she's away for the weekend or whatever, he has no idea how to even cook an egg. Right? So we get conditioned if something is done for us all the time. And that is exactly what happens in our bodies with stimulants. And on top of that, because of this artificial enhancement of these hormones, you'll need more and more stimulants just to feel normal. So your usual levels of adrenaline and dopamine 
just won't do the trick anymore. And your body will be pushed to try to produce more dopamine and adrenaline, you know, and the result could be adrenal exhaustion, which is the inability to produce these important chemicals of motivation and survival. And then another issue of concern um, is, of course, the link between calcium and iron deficiency because of caffeine. So quite a few interesting studies out there. Um, the one that I want to touch on is a family heart study that was done in 2017 that showed that for every one cup of coffee consumed, the risk factors for hip fractures increase. And this is because coffee decreases calcium absorption. And we tend to have a four to six milligrams of calcium loss per cup of coffee. And it also seems that, um, and this pertains especially to females, is coffee's ability to bind to non-hem iron. So this compromises the body's ability to absorb iron. So another study showed that one cup of coffee lowers iron absorption from a meal by up to 39%. That's quite a lot, right? So, you know, another concern that shows up when we're using stimulants is that in many cases, the more stimulants we use, the more difficult it becomes to relax. So many people counter their stimulant use by learning to use relaxants, such as alcohol, sleeping pills, tranquilizers, cannabis, and so on. You know, and while the immediate effect of these substances might be relaxing, the long-term effect is often to generate anxiety. You know, so you can see how this is going to kind of be a vicious cycle. And then just the last aspect that I want to touch on is I think most of you would be aware of how caffeine could be impacting our sleep. Um, and this is because for the average person, caffeine has a half life of about five hours. So what that means is that it takes five hours for half the caffeine in your blood to be eliminated, right? So this means that even a cup or two in the afternoon can still impact your, your sleep. Um, and many people have told me that no, caffeine doesn't impact their sleep at all. You know, they tend to sleep very soundly, even if they have an espresso as a nighttime drink. So I'm sure some of you listening might, you know, know that this is also the case for you. So it might feel like it's not impacting your sleep. But what it might actually be doing in the body is that it could cause you to not get deep stages of sleep that you need. So don't fool yourself if it feels like you're getting good sleep. It could actually impact the type of sleep that you're getting. Okay, so how can we get out of this vicious cycle? Um, so because of the addictive qualities of stimulants, as I've discussed, you know, we know that it's not that easy to quit for some. Um, but for others, it seems to be quite easy, though. <laughs> they just make the decision and they stop. Don't know how that works. But step number one would actually be to face the reality and see where you're at. You know, make contact with how many are you consuming each day and just keep track of that because you'll probably find that it's more than you think. And you'll be surprised how much better you feel if you simply cut back. You know, it's, it don't have to go cold turkey. I mean, of course, that is an option. But um, just cutting back from maybe five cups to four or three could already make a really big difference. And you'll have to kind of prepare yourself. You know, if you're a chronic coffee consumer, then there's a good chance that you may experience some withdrawal effects, such as that the notorious caffeine headache, right? 
um, once you start to scale back. So just be aware of that. Just be prepared that this might show up for you. And of course, if you don't want to go cold turkey, just weaning off coffee over a period of a few days could be useful. So I can share with you a sample five-day weaning schedule where day one, on day one, you would drink your normal amount of coffee. Day two, you can try to replace around 25% of your regular coffee with either decaf or, you know, just decrease your coffee consumption by 25 or 25% or maybe have some herbal tea or something else instead of the, the caffeinated coffee. Day three, you can start mixing half of your coffee with decaf or just cut the overall coffee consumption in half. And day four, you can replace about 75% of your coffee with decaf or just reduce consumption by 75%. And then day five, drink only decaf coffee or other healthy beverages instead. So I know that many of you might be thinking, ah, oh, you know, decaf is not necessarily the best or the, uh, you know, even a healthy option. Um, and yes, you're right, depending on the process used to remove the caffeine, it could not, you know, it might not be ideal. But at least you will be breaking that addictive cycle to a certain degree. So decaffeinated coffee contains around three milligrams of caffeine per cup compared to a standard cup of coffee, which contains 80 to 120 milligrams of caffeine. So you can see that there's quite a bit of a quite a bit of a difference, but also taking into consideration here, yeah, if you are very sensitive to caffeine, um, the little bit of caffeine in a decaf cup might still affect you. All right, so in summary, stimulants could be impacting your health in the following ways. You're releasing adrenaline all the time and it's not good for your long-term health and it could lead to burnout. Stimulants could mess with your blood sugar balance and your delicate brain chemicals, um, which will make it increasingly addictive as well. And then stimulants could decrease calcium and iron absorption and could be impacting your sleep. So just thinking about, you know, how would it feel if you just think about experimenting with possibly reducing your stimulant intake or, you know, perhaps even going cold turkey and just noticing how you feel, just see it as an experiment. And will you perhaps by doing this recalibrate what normal feels like? Could this perhaps give you more energy, more clarity of mind, better sleep you know, and impact your health in, in many different positive ways? So why not try it, just give it a try and see what happens.